What is happening? Merry Christmas, everyone listening today. Hope everyone's having a nice holiday season, spending it with family, friends, and uh, making some money, of course. We gave out all of today's NBA games on yesterday's podcast, so if you missed that, go check it out. Special thanks to TopNotchOdds.com, great new online sportsbook wanting to make your bowl season better. They offer tons of bets before every single game, and once these bowl games start, the live betting just gets going. I mean, they, they have so many live bets. Probably the best website for betting live. So if you'd like to get involved after a touchdown or two have been scored, and I know tons of bowl games coming up this season, we're about to break down a lot of bowl games on this show. If you like to get involved, if you want to make bowl season that much better, I highly recommend topnotchodds.com. Put in promo code SHARPEDGE and you could get up to a 200% deposit bonus. Topnotchodds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. Merry Christmas, everyone. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, College Football Wednesday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, so on today's show, like we do every Wednesday, I'll play back a portion of College Football Weekly. College Football Weekly, great show that I'm on, hosted by Will Chambers. You can find it anywhere that you can find this podcast. And uh, we broke down some of the bigger bowls coming up this next week. Not every single bowl game, but most of the bigger ones that you guys will be watching. And... We ended up having seven bet board games. After last night's Hawaii-BYU, Will and I throughout the season have kept uh, kept track of our, quote, bet board games. And the bet board is for when we disagree on games that we each have a pretty strong opinion for. So throughout the regular season, we disagreed, including futures, the, the season win totals, things like that. We disagreed on 15 games in the regular season. Throughout the regular season, my record against Will was 11-2-2. Two, and two. And then since the Army-Navy game, uh, championship week in the bowl season so far, Will, it, Will has on a nice little 5-1 and one run. And I did win the BYU-Hawaii game yesterday. So overall, total record right now, 12-7-2 is my record against Will. And, and what we're doing for the bowl season, kind of fun, we are forcing picks for every game. So even if you have a lean or you just kind of like one team, you had to go with it. So even if Will kind of liked one team, I kind of liked the other team, it ended up on the bet board this bowl season just because we're forcing picks. Uh, on this show, we ended up having seven games. I thought we were going to have that many when we first started off, but we went through a lot of bowl games. I think at least 10 on, on the show that we're going to play back, and we do have seven disagreements. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the bowl preview, and good luck this next week. We have so many bowls to break down here. There's going to be a few we're going to omit, so we're just going to go with some of the bigger ones, some of the better matchups. That's bullist. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Illinois. Uh but we will we'll move through these pretty quickly because I think we have like 15 bowls to break down here. So Tyler started off the Pinstripe Bowl, played at Yankee Stadium. We got the, so stupid the Michigan State Spartans. They are four point favorites. This line is kind of all over the place. I've seen it three and a half. I've seen it up to four and a half and five. But it seems like four is kind of the consensus here. Uh, Spartans favored by four versus Wake Forest. Now Michigan State. Having a really bad year, six and six. Wake Forest on the other side, they're having a pretty good year. They're eight and four. They've had some big wins. Uh, Michigan State three and nine against the spread this year, including one and seven in their last eight. Two teams 
that are built very differently. Michigan State, a defensive juggernaut, and Wake Forest, they're more of an offensive team for uh, offense first team, and the stats back it up. Michigan State is better than Wake Forest in almost every defensive statistical category, and Wake is better in almost every offensive category. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting game. I think it will be a low-scoring game. I think the, Spart the Spartans will zero in on Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman, uh, who is kind of the engine of the Demon Deacon offense. Uh, he not only leads the team in passing, but I believe he also leads the team in rushing. Uh, I think he has more rushing touchdowns than any running back on the team. But ultimately, I think Wake Forest finds a way to pull out the close victory, which is why I'm taking Wake Forest plus the points here. I don't like this Michigan State offense very much. I don't see how they can score even on this Wake Forest defense. So I'm taking uh, the Demon Deacons and the points. I have a lot of questions about a couple things here. Michigan State's motivation and Michigan State's offense. My big, big thing keeping me really off of Mich or off of Wake Forest hard was the fact that Michigan State plays in the Big Ten. And I think this year the Big Ten is probably the best conference in football. I mean, I know you're on the inside. I think that would you agree with that or not? Yeah, I mean, because uh, sometimes the SEC is having a good year too. I, I would, I think they're right there though. I think that but the Big Ten is really good. Yeah, it is. It's Wake very good. Wake Forest had a much easier schedule. Okay, so I just wonder, what does that mean? What does strength of schedule mean in this game? I know it means a whole lot in in the bowl season in general. And you'll hear me talk about teams from the Pac-12 doing a certain way or the SEC because you just see it play out year after year. But I don't think it's going to be enough because Wake Forest, despite the fact that Michigan State may be able to stop them early, give it the full 60 minutes. The Demon Deacons will score. Michigan State just won't have the offense to keep up. And I'm not sure how into this game they're going to be. So I'm right. going to take Wake Forest plus the points here. You said plus four, plus three and a half. I like that because I think it's going to be a very close, low-scoring game. These points will be at a premium. I'm taking Wake Forest. No doubt. Okay, next up, the Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State. They are... Six and a half, six point underdogs here to Texas A&M. Texas A&M getting somewhat of a home field advantage here with it being in Texas. However, Oklahoma State's right there too. So uh, this is, you know, it's it's somewhat of a fair neutral site. Now Oklahoma State, they're eight and four, kind of an up and down season for them. A&M seven and five, not super impressive, but you do have to look at their schedule. So you know, I like this one because it's an old school Big Twelve matchup. And I, to me, looking at this, it's not fair. Despite the records, I think the records are deceiving. A&M's five losses are to Clemson, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Look, they may not have a great win on their schedule, but compare the losses of that to what Oklahoma State has. Oklahoma State has two good losses in Oklahoma and Baylor, but they also lost to Texas Tech and Texas. Not so good. So, look, I think... When I look at this, I'm also looking at coaches. Both coaches, they're very good in bowl games. Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy, he's nine and four as a head coach in bowl games. Jimbo Fisher, six and two. So when I see that, I see two team, two coaches that are good at motivating their guys for bowl season. Well, and, and good with time. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Time to prepare. But so what I think the deciding factor here is talent. I think Texas A&M has the superior talent. And that will only be magnified if Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, doesn't play. He's questionable since having thumb surgery earlier in the year. Obviously, no Tylen Wallace at wide receiver. He went out for the year earlier this season, which means that all A&M has to do is hone in on Chuba Hubbard, 
the stud running back for the Cowboys, and then let Kellen Mond do his thing. I think the Aggies win this one easily. Let's clarify to everyone once again for the new listeners. We are forcing picks here all season long. We kind of did leans, likes, loves, so on and so forth. We decided for the bowl games we were going to force picks to try and yeah to try and get more bet board games and to, just to try and you know have some more fun during bowl season, give you guys a little bit more uh, something a little bit more in stake. So. Um, I think this is one of those games that I actually probably would bet anyway. I'm probably really? only, yeah, I'm probably only going to have five, six games this season anyway. Okay. There's 39 bowl games. Yeah, I'll there's pro- a lot. I'll probably bet five of them. Because you got to look to where the value is. Cause, exactly. Because you look exactly. at things differently than I do, right? I'm a gotta, fan. I look at all these games. you got to bet the numbers, not the teams. Right. And so it's, it's tough. And a lot of these spreads, I think, are accurate. And if the line's right, then by definition, you shouldn't be betting it. So, you know, I think it's fun forcing these games, but this is actually probably one of the games that I would have. Now, this is contingent on the health of Oklahoma State. I would keep a close eye on that because, as you said, the talent is on the Aggies' side. I've been on Oklahoma State all year. You look at the bet board, look how many times I'm on Oklahoma State. Three so far this year. I, I like them. I like Mike Gundy. As you said, good record with time as a bowl, uh, during bowl games, which means, again, to repeat what Will said, you've got time and you're, you can motivate your guys. Right. So it's tough to fade Oklahoma State here. But the Aggies, when when Mike Leach came out and said this was the best 7-5 team, or Mike Gundy came out and said this was the best 7-5 team in history, I don't think he was being He might be right. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, they had such a tough schedule. They were in a lot of those games. I yeah. think the Aggies could really make this thing ugly, and it could be a long day for Oklahoma State. I, I think they got a bad, bad draw here. Yeah, uh, I Cowboys, agree. So. That's a tough one. That, yep. that could just be one to pack the gonna, stats for the SEC. Yeah, so we're going to go Aggies. Six and a half is a good number. I like it, and I'm taking it. Yeah, that says something because you do love Oklahoma State. I know you you uh, you you like to pick them, so well, that is saying and, something. But I, I also think they were really underrated this year. For sure. And I think there were a lot of times the market disrespected them for various reasons. This is one of those games, though, that uh, the value's on the They Aggies. went over their win total for the yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah. Which was what, just six games? It w- I think it was uh, seven, but yeah. still. But yeah. they went eight and four, yeah. so good for them. Uh, Holiday Bowl. This one's in San Diego. We've got Iowa versus Southern Cal. Iowa, two-point favorite here. Now, Iowa, they haven't been flashy, but they've been about as solid as you can get. They only have their three losses have all come at the hands of good teams. Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all of those have been by one score or less. They're obviously led by their defense, which is ranked 12th nationally, which will certainly be tested by this explosive Trojan offense led by Keaton Slovis and Michael Pittman Jr. So the question for me becomes, because here's how I see it. I, I, I think that the Iowa defense will be able to slow down the Southern Cal defense a little bit. I think that the Southern Cal, or excuse me, the Southern Cal offense. I think the Southern Cal California offense is very talented. I don't think many teams can keep them from scoring. Let's call it like 28 points. So the question becomes: Can the Iowa Hawkeye offense, that is barely in the top 100 in points per game, score enough to keep up? In their three losses this year, the ones I mentioned before, Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, they scored 12, 3, and 22 points. So can Nate Stanley, the quarterback, can he keep? The Hawkeyes in this one, can they produce? Can they create a a game where they're, you know, because Iowa, they're they're an old school team. They like to hold on to the ball. They like to run the ball a lot. They don't throw the ball around too much. And I think that tends to end up with lower scoring games. And ultimately, I'm going to say no. I'm not putting my money on the Hawkeyes offense. I'm not willing to say they're going to score enough to outscore Southern California. So even though I think Southern California 
might be dealing with some motivation stuff with the recruiting class coming in so low and the uncertainty around the program. Even still, I'm going to take Southern California if they're getting two points here. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that we were going to have all these agreements, and I'm going through. <laughs> and I was well, doing okay. I was doing this, and just because you're scared to lose on the bet board to me, no, Tyler. Man. And, and, and I was honestly, and I'm going through because I told you before I like to kind of go meta and and predict what you're going to play. And yeah. A couple shows ago, I was right. Remember when I called? I was like, dude, we're going to have a lot of disagreements today. Yeah. We had like four out of five games. Yep. I knew going through today's show. A lot of these would go this way. Yeah, I actually thought you'd be on Iowa here. Interesting, uh, but yeah, I'm on USC. I no. just think this is more about. I see a high scoring game. I kind of like the over too. Um, really? Yeah, because Iowa, I think, will be able to score because USC's defense is not very good, hmm. uh, porous, and I think what you need in order to stop Iowa is a really strong defensive line. I'm not sure if they have. I know they got a good defensive line, yeah. but Iowa's going to get their yards. So I, I see both teams scoring. I just think Iowa can't keep up. USC. It's. It, I said it's going to be a long day for Oklahoma State in that game. It's going to be a long day for. Iowa State's defense. Yeah. I mean, this secondary is not near quick enough to keep up with USC's receivers for, for their sure. tight ends to even. Yeah, to be they're honest. loaded so, for yeah. targets for Keaton Look, Slovis. They're, they're going to score points, so I like the over, and I like uh, USC this game. Yeah, see, that's kind of interesting because when I looked at the line, honestly, if you had, if I just looked at the matchup before, I would have guessed that USC would be the favorite here. So I'm almost wondering if it's a little bit trappy, if it's a little bit of a of a trap game. We'll see, but we're both on USC here. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Uh, next up, the Cheez-It Bowl. I love a classic in you college like, uh, football. you like Cheez-Its? I do love Cheez-Its. What's your favorite Cheez-It flavor? I mean, look, it's hard to go past original because original is so good. But I, I would say... Awesome. Oh, man. White I, cheddar? You got the... The white the, cheddar the is so good. You know what I like is when they... I'll tell you my favorite. It's They do the duos box where they mix two flavors. Oh, that's and that's it's, classy. It's, the, it's like cheddar, jalapeno, and white cheddar or something like that. It's one of those mixes, but man, can't go wrong with Cheez-Its. Also, if you ever see anyone eating cheese nips, just run away. That person can't be trusted. If you like cheese nips, you're a psychopath and probably a serial killer, and we should probably just throw you in jail and lock away we, the key. We actually don't agree on many food takes. I'm in your park, though. Cheese nips. Cheese nips are gross. It's it's the D-League. It's the it, it's, it's single I think, they, I think their entire business model is to sell to airlines and then they give them out for free when you're on like a Southwest That's gotta flight. Be it. Yeah. Because I've never seen anyone like in a store buying cheese nips. Very anti cheese nips on if this you show. Do. Um the Cheese It Bowl. I this is such a great matchup. Air Force versus Washington. How fun State. is this gonna be? Man? I love this matchup. So kudos to the Cheese It Bowl, their committee for making this happen. Look, these I'm not sure you could have picked two teams that are more opposite of each other from every standpoint, from an offensive schematic standpoint, from what their head coaches are like. Um, on one side, you have Mike Leach, the pirate in the air raid offense where they want to throw it basically every single play. And on the other side, you have a service academy that runs the triple option and basically never throws it. So I lo- this matchup is so much fun. I really can't wait to watch this one. And look, when it comes to playing against a service academy, you what you don't want to do is play into their hand. What all these triple option teams want to do is they want to hold on to the ball and bleed you out slow with fullback dives for four yards of play and the occasional occasional quarterback keeper option play that goes for seven and then they might burn you with one big pass play you know each half that's it and they make long drives and they keep your offense on the sideline keeping their defense fresh and to me this matchup is a nightmare for Washington State if they can't score it early and often all it takes for this game to get out of hand for the Cougars is if Air Force scores and then Washington State has a quick three and out on offense and then Air Force goes on an eight-minute, 13-play drive for another touchdown. 
if Washington State's going to hang with Air Force, they're going to need to score a lot in this one because the Cougars are not good at stopping the run. They give up almost 200 yards per game, and that spells disaster when you consider they're not playing any option teams. And now I expect them to give up close to 400 yards this game. I don't have faith that Washington State can get off the field on defense. Let's go Zoomies. I'm taking Air Force minus the points here. Okay, well, we're going to have a bet. Yeah, yeah, here we go. I know, here, hand. Let me get the sound drop here. Yeah, I got to be ready. I thought we were just going to be... Bet board, dude. I told you. Where is my... Uh... Oh, here we go. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? Bet board. Right, so both teams are going to struggle here because it's tough to replicate what each team does well in practice, but... I have a really, really, really hard time thinking that Air Force is going to have an easier time stopping Washington State than Washington State is going to have stopping Air Force. Look, Mike Leach actually knows about the triple option. Mike Leach, uh, there's a great article up on Spokesman.com posted a couple days ago, which is a local article in Washington. And Will, I've told you this before, I like to go local when I'm doing my handicaps and see what they're saying. You're a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. You know, I'm a people's champion. Uh... Law, by the way, talk about people's champion. Can we give me a quick? Uh, I want our fantasy football league. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Congratulations, Tyler. Not only is he the commissioner, the hardest working guy in our league, he does. Tyler has to deal with all of the insane nut jobs that are in our <laughs> fantasy league, including Which me. Which is a lot. Uh, and he has to deal with all the bullshit. He has to put everything together. Uh, kudos to you, sir. Congratulations on your champ. You join uh, what is now a three-man club of yes. people that have won the league twice, including me. Two championship so, club, which means yep. Smitty. Shout out Smitty. Thanks. To, it's it's nice to be in the club. Will do yeah. I get a green jacket? You get access to our special clubhouse, mm. which has yet to be built. But when it is built in the future, you'll have access. It sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Leach has long been fascinated with the triple option. This goes back to his early coaching days when he started to coach in college. He, Mike Leach, is obviously a guy who likes to not run standard offenses. So he experimented. For his first couple years, he ran a triple option. He coached wow. a triple option. He uh, he gave uh, seminars to coaches in high school to coach the, the triple option, and then he would end up getting a lot of their players to come play for him. Yeah. So this guy has long been fascinated with not only weird, quirky offenses, but specifically the triple option. I think... They're going to be ready for this. I think they're going to be able to not stop, but slow down Air Force's offense. Air Force is going to score points. I also like the under, the over, excuse me, like the over in this game. Which is a high number, right? It is 67 points. That's a big one. It is. But the reason I like it is because I think both teams get their points. And similar to our USC handicap, I just think Air Force can't keep up. I love Air Force. We're from Colorado. They're a very good team, 10 and 2 on the season. I saw them play in person this year in Boulder. Yeah. But tough. They are. But I also saw Washington State play this year. And Washington State is fast. They're electric. They've got an underrated coaching staff who gets their guys ready. And it's just a weird offense to prepare for. So I love what, what Calhoun's doing at Air Force. I really like that offense. I appreciate what they're doing for college football. Love how they still run the wing tee. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's just the class. It's a wing tee. But I'm taking Washington State to eventually pull away. Give me the nut job. Uh, Gundy to uh, win this one. And yeah, we got a bet board game. Look, you make a lot of good points. The one thing I'll say is that I just don't have faith that even if Mike Leach is an expert on the option, that he can get his guys on defense to play it. Uh, I, I just don't know that they have the talent there. But but well, hey, look, I mean, that, and you know it, what? I'll actually, if we could almost double bet this because I like the under. If you're willing to make this a double bet board. Because I just think that that uh, Air Force no, is going to dominate because, possession. No, because and, that, and there yeah, won't be enough time. Yeah, I could see that happening. And if 
if what I'm saying is true, Air Force may, I could see this, you know, 31-7. Right. Washington State the way I gave my handicap. Wow. So. Okay. Well, then that's fine. I could, so I could see. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Either uh, way, we're on the opposite side. This cool. is going to be another one in my epic comeback. There we go. Um, when you give your next handicap, I'm going to run and get my charger real quick. Okay. Sounds good. Next up. The Cotton Bowl. We're in Dallas for this one, a place where I actually visited this year. I saw a game in the Cotton Bowl. I went to the Red River Rivalry. Red, well, say that five times fast. Red River Rivalry, and it was a blast. It's a cool old stadium. It's a classic. So we've got Memphis versus Penn State here. Penn State, they are seven-point favorites here. Now, look, Memphis is simply overmatched. I like Memphis. Uh, I like what Mike Norvell has built there. And uh, all the listeners know, Tyler knows I've mentioned it a bunch. You know how much I like the AAC. I love watching AAC football. I think they're an extremely underrated conference. But Mike Norvell is gone. He left for Florida State. He's not coaching them for this bowl game. And while the AAC is the best group of five conference, it's still not the Big Ten. And Penn State is a damn good team. They're very good. Now, while Memphis may be a very good offensive team, they lack on defense what a team like Penn State has. Penn State has proven all year long They had a top 20 defense and a top 20 offense. They have explosive playmakers on both sides of the ball, NFL guys. Uh, And I just don't see how Memphis will be able to score to keep up with Penn State. I think Penn State's going to get theirs. And I think Memphis will score. You know, they'll probably get 20, 24 points, but it won't be enough. I just fear that also the Memphis Tigers will lack the motivation too with their head coach leaving them. Now, obviously, I said that same thing about FAU when they played uh, in their bowl game. Uh, last week and, and FAU after Lane Kiffin left, they put up 50 points. I don't think we'll have that here. I think Penn State will be prepared to stop this Memphis offense, and I think they blow them out. I'm taking Penn State. We are. We're not too different, you and I. It's <laughs> a pretty good uh, impression, huh? Yeah, we're taking Penn State. I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I think they run away with it. Memphis, I mean, 12-1, and one, but I think a Great lot of year. people... Great year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good year, but a lot of people are going to look at that and... <laughs> Seven five and one against the spread says to me they're pretty much how the market had them. You yeah. know, if they were twelve and one and they were nine and three ATS, yep. that's like wow. The the market was behind them. They really had a great year. No, they had an average year for how the market thought they'd do. So I think yep. Penn State runs away with this one. Really suffocates them on defense, and then this offense comes to life. And the fact that it's motivation for Penn State. Do you think that that's going to lack in this game? That That's my one question mark with the Nittany Lions here. No, I don't. Look, I, as much as I rip on James Franklin because I don't, li- I just think he's kind of a turd and I don't like his like conference stuff, like his press conference stuff. Uh, he just seems kind of fraudulent to me despite his record. I know that he's, you know, obviously a successful coach has won a lot of games. I think he's actually a very good motivator and I think he'll find a way for to motivate them even for someone. I'm sure they wanted a bigger matchup. They were hoping, you know, to maybe get a Rose Bowl bid or something like that. Ten and two in the Big Ten, man, and they yeah. get the Cotton Bowl in Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I mean the Cotton Bowl is, you know, it, it used to be a, a, a bigger bowl. Maybe not so much now. Maybe not against Memphis, but even still, what I will, I I will say that James Franklin won't overlook Memphis, and he won't allow his players to do that either. Um, they know that Memphis is a good team, which they are, and I think they'll give them their their due respect. Yeah, no, I think Penn State uh, wins this one. Okay, Camping World Bowl. Tyler, not much of a camper, not big on camping. I, on the other hand, love camping. Yeah, I love pretending to be homeless. It's very I, fun. <laughs> I like camping. I like being out in the woods. And the Camping World Bowl here, we've got Notre Dame versus Iowa State. 
Notre Dame a four-point favorite here. Uh, this I think should be, we may have a bet for you. This game. should be a Let's good see. one. I love this matchup. I love Uh-oh. look. These are two teams that are known to score a ton of points. Both are averaging more than thirty-four points per game this year. They both have really very talented quarterbacks. Notre Dame has Ian Book, and for Iowa State, Brock Purdy. And uh, Tyler knows I've been. You know, I, uh, we've talked a lot about this year about Notre Dame being underrated. It's kind of crazy that a team that went ten and two. And lost only to Georgia and Michigan, both on the road, and they and not get a New Year's Six Bowl. Notre Dame has some really good wins in their schedule too. It's not just that they have quality losses; they've beaten Virginia, Southern California, Virginia Tech, and a top twenty-five Navy team. Those are really good wins for anyone, not just for Notre Dame. Also, another really interesting note here: Notre Dame had seven opponents this year that were coming off a bye week. That's ridiculous. That's insane. And I also, Tyler knows I love Matt Campbell. I've been a big supporter of Iowa State all year long. Uh, I root for them for the most part. I know that three of their losses were by one score, but I just don't think they've gotten over the hump with a big win this year. I think this game will be a really good good one. I think we'll see a lot of points. But ultimately, I think that Ian Book and Chase Claypool will have big games. I think Notre Dame ends up winning by a touchdown or more. I'm going with the Irish here. Want to bet? Wow. Would you like to bet on it? I did it's not funny think you'd be we, on Iowa yep, State. It's how funny about that? how we have flipped here. I am going to take the Cyclones. I just think Notre Dame is going to be so flat this game, man. I really? don't like Brian Kelly for motivation. Mm. I think that the Camping World Bowl could have been one of the bowls, the least appetizing bowl for Notre Dame to go to. Like you Very mentioned, true. they expected to be in a big-time bowl game, 10-2 on the year. They got to go play fucking seven and five. I was, I guarantee they're not going to give Iowa State any respect in Notre Dame. They plant Iowa State in a Camping World Bowl. Maybe it's going to be more Iowa State fans, which really isn't worth that much. But I think that's going to motivate the team. So I think that not necessarily. A lot of people like to say, well, because they, you know, they're going to have more people with their jerseys on in the stands. I think that's a bunch of b- b- baloney, if you ask me. But the fact that the Iowa State fa- uh, players are going to see that. And they're going to feed off that. So I think Iowa State's going to have a day. Defensively, they're going to get after Ian Book. Really, I think they're going to cause turnovers. And we've seen it this year. Iowa State has been back in a lot of games. They've been down. But they don't quit. Yeah, this team does not very good. go away. So even if Notre Dame does get some huge lead, Iowa State will battle back. And it's not like there's some average team they're throwing the ball for 108 excuse me 318 passing yards a game that's almost 75 more yards than Notre Dame's throwing a four game so yeah. when it comes down to it I think that really push comes to shove Iowa State is the underrated team here they're running the ball uh more yards per play on the ground more yards per play in the air they're running more plays per game they're on the field longer offensively as I just mentioned more passing yards 75 yards more passing yards so you say okay well how much of an advantage will Notre Dame have on the ground it's pretty much a wash Iowa State can run can run the football and I do believe their defensive line matches up very well with Notre Dame's line especially their tackles I think Iowa State finds success as I said defensively gets after Ian Book give me Iowa State plus is it three and a half or four so uh, I want a good line I, here. I mean look there's been a lot of movement with a lot of these lines I saw it at four but I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if, if it's at three and a half either way we can we can have it at four if you Let's want. Let's make it four. Let's go four. Are you looking it up well, I'm right looking, now? But just I'll to take make four. sure. I'll take well, four. Let me, let me just see what the consensus is since you're looking it up. Um, Damn it, Will. I, what I had seen on uh, on Vegas Insiders was four, but I, if that number is moved and I can get that half point, then sure, I'll take just that. Give me just give me just a second, okay? You know, it's funny that you mentioned you know the passing stats and stuff. To me, that's almost more indicative because Iowa State was down a lot in games. They're having to throw more. And Notre Dame doesn't really have to. 
I just like I like Ian Book a little bit more than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. When is this game? What date? Uh, 30th. Yes, I think so. Camping World Bowl, Orlando. I think it's the 30th. This is great radio right here. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, look, I like Matt Campbell. The Matt Campbell World Bowl game, you could say. And it is not on the 30th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Let's just set it at four. Okay. I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take four. Okay. So Notre Dame minus four. That one's on the bet board. Next up, the Music City Bowl. Mississippi State. They are four-point favorites here versus Louisville. These are two programs going in opposite directions. Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. He's getting questions about his future in Starkville. Uh, the Bulldogs, they had a disappointing year at six and six. And especially after their Moorhead's first year was really good. They were a very good team last year. And meanwhile, Louisville, they were like three and nine the year before Scott Satterfield showed up. Now they've been a tough team all year long. They finished seven and five. And I think they have the talent for Scott Satterfield to improve on that record moving forward. Now, look, these Louisville players, they're optimistic about their future right now. They see the program going in a positive direction. And I don't think you can say that about the Bulldogs. I know the Louisville defense has been terrible and given up a ton of points, but there's ever a matchup, if there's ever a matchup, to build some confidence and have a solid outing. It would be against this Mississippi State offense that has just been bad all year long. Scott Satterfield, 3-0 in bowl games at Appalachian State. I think he has the coaching advantage here. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm I'm blowing it today on the soundboard. Tyler on the soundboard. What? Would you like to bet on it? We're taking Mississippi State. I don't have really that strong of a handicap this game, but obviously we're forcing every pick. Yep. I ended up forcing State. I just think they had a much tougher schedule. You mentioned the coaching mismatch there. I actually think, if anything, it's a wash. I like their staff at Mississippi State. And they just said uh, in, a, in a press conference last week, I like it when coaches come out and reiterate one thing that I'm assuming to be true. Mississippi State's using this as a springboard to 2020. They got a lot of guys coming back next season. And they said, this is our first game of next year. I like how they're approaching it. I think they have a very, very good offense. I'll take the uh, four points here. I'll swallow the four points and uh, take the favorite. So let's go. Let's go, Bodo. The classic springboard. I think that's just an excuse for bad teams. This one isn't even this year's game. We're on to next year already. But whatever. That's fine. Will, don't ruin my handicap. (laughs) Uh, Next game. You know what, Will? This is what I'm going to say about that. You're just... Don't get it, do you? Oh, I get it, Tyler. These players care. I get it. I'm I'm out in a comeback. I get it, baby. Uh, Or the Orange Bowl, Florida, 15-point favorites here versus Virginia. Before you get into this, okay. I have a kind of a hot take. Oh boy! I think hot take. I think throw oranges are the most overrated fruit. Uh, Over. I mean, are you not just just because they're like. They're like on the Mount Rushmore kind of like people everyone, associate them. Yes, everyone talks about oranges. They mm. show up like on every commercial for breakfast. I can name right now probably juice. ten fruits. I would take over an orange. Name ten right now. Okay, I'm not sure you can name ten fruits. Uh, uh, let's go: strawberries, blueberries, bananas, kiwis, Four, mangoes, five. raspberries, cherries. raspberries, raspberry. Over orange. Oh my god, that's not even close. No way. Yes, hey, absolutely. Tyler, when we played soccer as a kid, did anyone ever bring raspberries at halftime? No. But that's my they point. Brought Orange slices. If they would have brought raspberries, they're now the most popular guy on the soccer uh, field. I can't disagree. They're, they're the yet. most popular guy on the pitch. Tyler, disrespecting the entire state of Florida right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I'm Orange sorry, Bowl. but that's my hot take of the day. Well, hot take of the day. Everyone in Florida hates Tyler Walgy. Uh <laughs> What else is there? Florida, 15-point favorites here versus Virginia. The uh, runner-up in the ACC, obviously got blown out by Clemson. 15 points. 
Look, I know this Florida team. They've been they've been very good most of the year. Are and you taking Virginia? They no doubt have had oh stiffer God, competition folks. in the SEC. But 15 points is a lot. It's a lot of points. Virginia, look, they've they have had some big games. They've now played at uh, they played Notre Dame at, on the road. They played Clemson, got blown out. They played Virginia Tech. They played at Pitt. So it's not as if they're completely untested. Those are all somewhat solid teams. Florida will have a near home field advantage with this game being in Miami. So there is that. But I do wonder if that will motivate the players who I'm guessing were, once again, hoping for a better playoff matchup or better bowl matchup than with the Virginia Cavaliers. No disrespect to Virginia. Dan Mullen, 6-2 and two in bowl games. Bronco Mendenhall, 7-6. and six. Everything I just said is leading into picking Florida, and yet I'm not. I'm taking Virginia simply because oh! 15 is too much to pass up. It's too many points. Give me the Cavaliers. Oh, well. Want to bet? What? Okay. Would you like and to you bet thought on? there wouldn't now be any bet board games. Now we're getting these this games This is how the going. comeback uh, starts, Tyler. I'm going to win this. Oh, Florida, man. I just see them wiping the floor with Virginia. I like the Cavaliers. And it's funny because, again, man, I bet on Virginia this year. I have, like yeah, Bronco Mendenhall. I like this quarterback. I like Bryce Purdy. But they're going to struggle, man. Florida is going to shut Virginia down this game. I'm not sure how many points Florida is going to score themselves, but Virginia's not going to have success. This is going to be, I mean, it's not even close. This is going to be by far the best defense Virginia's seen all year. And I know we're talking about some good defenses they faced. Florida's fast. They're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to have a couple weeks to prepare. They're going to develop a great game plan to stop. The rushing attack that that Purdy offers, or uh, Purdy Perkins, Perkins offers. Yes. I said that earlier too. Yeah, I meant Bryce Perkins um, offers for, for for Virginia. So I don't think Virginia is going. Look, the reason Virginia has success, they open things up with that quarterback mobility. If that's taken away and he has to be a regular pocket passer, it is not good news. By the way, bowl games. Did you know the spread only matters like? 15 or 20 percent of the time yeah it's not it's very crazy so what tyler's talking about is that typically uh what happens is either the favorite wins by much more than the spread or the underdog covers or outright wins so the, the spread actually doesn't come into play that often uh during bowl season as opposed to where it comes in, into play in the regular season a lot more yeah exactly and so for this kind of game i know it seems like a lot of points and it is a lot of points but i still think florida Blows Virginia out. I see something like forty-one to seven. Man, here's what I'm going to say. I think a lot of those Florida players are going to be, you know, that look. They're they live in Gainesville most of the year, and they're going to go down to Miami. They, a lot of them are probably from Miami. A lot of them know guys in Miami. They're going to be partying. They're going to be distracted. A lot of pretty ladies in Miami. A lot of stuff to do. Uh, the nightlife. I just yeah. don't think that they are going to but, be fully but, but focused. But it's a positive that it's on December thirtieth. And they can wrap the game up before New Year's. That's what Dan Mullen's going to say. He goes, guys, by the way, the Tyler, Miami party is 24-7. How dare you, sir? But if you're going to blame the city, (laughs) then you have to say Virginia's going to be affected by it, too. No way. Cavalier men just don't care about that stuff. coaches are going to say, guys, (laughs) get us to this game. You can party all you want. New Year's is tomorrow. Let's be ready for this game. I think that the travel, the fans... Everything well. Let's go. Let's go Gators. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up, the Sun Bowl played in El Paso, Texas. Right, another hot take. Yeah. I'm going to say the Sun is the most overrated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the o- most overrated star, star in, in our system. solar yeah. system. The most only overrated one. star. Everyone always talks about the Sun. Yeah. It's only keeping us Totally. Alive. I'm more of a moon guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Sun Bowl, which is played in El Paso, Texas. Which is actually played on the Sun. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, some might say that if you've never been to El Paso and you go there, you say it's burning We got Arizona State here versus Florida State. Sun Devils playing in, in the Sun Bowl, in the sun, in the desert. Oh, my God. Four-point favorites. Uh, Tyler, I don't have a lot on this one. I know that you're heavy on Arizona State, I which lo- means I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take Florida State. Oh! We're going to bet for What? Would you like to bet on it? Just yes, for the sake of this betting, This is one Tyler. of my other actual bets that I will have in my portfolio. I think Arizona State demoralizes the Seminoles who are coachless jobless, windowless. They got nothing going on. They just, they couldn't make their last month's rent. They're in the Nobody's back of giving them a van. shot, Tyler. No. Now, wouldn't you agree with me as a professional gambler that the entire betting public is going to be on Arizona State? I'm taking Herm. I'm taking the, man. Uh, I just, I yeah, just planted I'm probably, a seed in your brain. I'm probably with the Joes. Tyler's here. the square. Hey, the squares yeah. aren't always wrong, man. That's I'm right. going to go with the Joes. We're going to be eating, uh, Eating our popcorn, watching this game when we get our big dub. Arizona State runs it up. We get Herm. You play to win the game. I'm Florida taking State. the Seminoles. Taking the Seminoles. Next up, the Liberty Bowl. ASU, baby. Let's Lady go, Liberty. Uh, Navy versus Kansas State. Navy, a two-point favorite here. I believe they, they opened up as a two-point dog very early on. That line jumped. Uh, now, look, unlike the Washington State versus Air Force uh, matchup with an option team, I think this K-State team is definitely better set up to play an option Why? team. Because, the, look, the Wildcats are more willing to run the ball and not just give the ball back to uh, to the other team so quickly like you'll see with Washington State. Right, we're getting back and to I the Washington they, State handicap. And, uh, yeah, because this is, once again, it's another option team. Uh, and, so, and, and most teams just don't face them out. They don't know how to play them. You have to be willing to run the ball and, and eat up some of that clock yourself. And, uh, look, I think the Kansas State defense is much better than Washington State's as well. But still... Look, I'm this, getting defensive this, with my Washington State. <laughs> this Navy team is ranked in the top 25 for a reason. They're a very good team. They're the number one rushing offense in the nation. Are you going to go midshipman here? And with quarterback Malcolm oh. Perry, who could eclipse 2,000 rushing yards this year if he has a big game. I think he's about 200 yards shy of a 2,000-yard rushing season. I fully expect the midshipman to score points here. The Navy defense is very physical, too. They hit hard. They're disciplined. They're talented. Now, look, Chris Kleiman, he's obviously very successful in postseason games dating back to his championship teams in the FCS with North Dakota State. But what I like a lot about Navy is that they were a bad team last season, and they didn't even make a bowl game last year. So they're going to be extra motivated to end the season on a high note. I believe it was Jacob Reb who we interviewed last week who gave us that little little note that teams that don't make a bowl game next year are uh, are bowl eligible. That's why win, I had Central win their Michigan. game more and more. <laughs> yep. So this is why I like Navy minus two in this game. Give me the midshipmen. I'm all over our service academies. I am. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? Bum 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 bum. I that's uh. We're going Kansas State. I don't think that's their fight. I don't song. either. It just sounds like a generic fight song for anybody. Yeah, but okay. exactly. I think Fair it enough. could work. You're going with the Wildcats. KSU, better team, great coaching staff. This is just a good program. They're not going to be happy to be there. I expect a full effort from both teams, and uh, Kansas State will be able to stop uh, Navy. You mentioned Washington State. How you don't think that they're going to be able to to deal with that option, but you think that Kansas State will. It's a little better, I mean, I, but yeah. I think this defense is talented, actually very quick, and they're disciplined. They're going to stop Navy, score some points here. They had a tough schedule, and Kansas State time and again came through. So I'm getting the points here. Give me K-State. Plus, is it two and a half or three? Two. Just two. Or my, maybe it's two and a half now. Uh, I had It was at two when we made our notes. Um, you want to look that up? 
Two and a half. Okay. Well, then even uh, we'll change that to two and a half. Can we'll I have it buy, in there. Can I buy the half point to three? No. Can I do that with you? No. Is that eligible to Will Tyler, Chambers? Uh, the bet board is not for sale, sir. Uh, we're going to stick it at two, and that will be it. We got a, a bunch of bet board games here already, which I love. Yeah, they're, they're stacking up this That's week. That's right. Now we're getting into the meat of these bowl games, right? Hey so we got three left before we, we will have a, a third installment of bowl game breakdowns next week, just so you know. But what we have left here, we got the Alamo Bowl which is Utah versus Texas. I love this matchup as I well. I was at that bowl a couple years ago. That's right. Okay. It's a good San bowl Antonio, to go to. right? Very good bowl. They do a great job. At the Alamo. So Utah, seven-point favorite here versus Texas. And this one, for me, look, it comes down to a couple things. Motivation. I know that Utah was really disappointed with their showing in the Pac-12 championship that would have maybe given them, uh, if they had won that, they could have made the playoff. They're certainly disappointed. But Kyle Whittingham has one of the best bowl records in the country. Now, I know Texas, great as an underdog, which is what Tyler's going to tell you when I get there with my breakdown here. Folks. But look, Texas, they are, they're what? Are they 7-5? and five? It's been a bad year for Texas. Their defense completely fell off the map once they yes, had sir. some inj- injuries. Six and six a 7-5 team versus a 10-2 and two team in Utah. Utah flat out is the better team here. I know Herman's great as an underdog, but I do think that it'll be hard for them. To, it, it'll said. be hard for him to motivate these Texas guys because big deal. The Alamo Bowl game isn't what those guys were aiming for at the beginning of the season. Utah, on the other hand, can get to 11 wins. Another great year. Kyle Whittingham does a great job in bowl games. Their defense is so much better than Texas's. Texas will not be able to stop Utah. Utah will be able to slow down Texas. I'm taking the Utes here minus seven, and it's a bet board game. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? We are hooking the horns. We are going UT plus the touchdown here. I like Texas to uh, have a chance to win this game. I think I think Utah's a couple things. One, they're going to be demoralized. If this were an average game, no, let's let's put it this way. If this were to go to the playoffs, I'd take Utah here. I think Utah is so down, and I also really don't believe Utah's that good. Hmm. I still think... Frauds. You're putting the fraud title on them. Yeah. I mean, wow. the Pac-12 was even Quite worse than accusation. people... The Pac-12 was even worse than people thought this year. Utah, time and again, struggled in good ga- in, in bad games with their offense. The defense was never a question. No one's going to come in here and say, Utah's going to give up all these yards to Texas. That's not going to be the case. They're banged up. There's question marks right now to Huntley and Zach Moss. I don't even know if they're going to play. So, injuries on offense. Texas, I think they will have motivation. They're going to say, what the hell happened? We're seven and five. We have a chance to beat an eleven and two team. I actually believe this is one of the few times Texas can get motivated to play Utah. Give me the give me uh, the Longhorns plus seven points in the Alamo Dome. And if you're going to the game, I highly recommend the Alamo. It's really cool. Yeah, going and seeing the actual Alamo, the historic landmark. I was like role playing, pretending Davy Crockett, all that. I stuff. I was embarrassing the people I was with. You know, uh, I believe that. <laughs> I'm not sure we you have to. We the North. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we the North. It was Texas versus Mexico. It, oh, wasn't, mm. it wasn't a Civil War thing, Tyler. Gotcha. Clearly, you didn't learn too much from this. I was, I was paying attention that You day. were too busy making <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing your, your, your friend or your girlfriend or whoever went Sir, with you. Sir, please don't do the finger guns here. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to end with the show is we're going to break down the first two uh, playoff bowl matchups. That's going to bring us through the 31st in the next week's show, which will be on the 31st. Uh, we'll I'm not cover, working on New Year's Eve. We'll cover the... Uh, well, it'll at least come out. Then. We, we might record on the 30th. No, we'll we we'll be flexible it's for okay, our princess, Tyler, over here. 
Uh, and I refuse. We will be covering all of the New Year's Day bowl games and, of course, the championship game after the playoff first round in next week's show, just to give you a heads up. But what we do have here, we have the ones you guys have been waiting for. We have the Peach Bowl, the first round of the playoffs, Oklahoma versus LSU. God. LSU, a 13.5-point favorite here. Now, look, this one is only interesting to me because I think that both of us – maybe I'm wrong here. I think both of us are going to be on LSU – what is interesting is that that 13 and a half number. If it was 14, 14 and a half, I might be more willing to take Oklahoma. And look, I like Oklahoma. I like Jalen Hurts. You and I don't have to break down the stats too much because everyone out there that's listening knows what these teams are. We all know how good Oklahoma has been and obviously how great LSU has been. I simply think that this LSU team is going to be more motivated than anyone else to get to that championship game, which is in New Orleans, in their home state of Louisiana. If anyone is going to be able to motivate these guys, it's going to be Coach O, who already gets guys running through a wall for him. And when you have something like this on the line, not to mention, look, LSU has just been the better team. Their offense is unstoppable. Oklahoma's defense has made great strides from last year to this year. They're a pretty solid defensive team this year, but it's just not up to snuff with this LSU offense, with Joe Burrow, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I know the running back... uh, Alaire, something Edwards Alaire, I believe, for LSU is questionable with a hamstring. Um, so there is that. But I just don't think that, you know, he's been great, no doubt. I don't think that him being out would necessarily change LSU too much for this game because no. we all know they're going to be a pass first team. So I'm taking LSU here, minus 13 and a half. I just like this LSU team too much. I like this offense. I think they're going to score a ton on Oklahoma. Is it Edward Alaire? Do you know his name? Yeah, I believe it's Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, and he he had a hamstring injury in Edwards practice. Edwards there it is. Do you yeah. pronounce the H or is no? It's, it's Elair. Yeah. In that case, I have a great idea for a business. Oh, Edward Elair's <laughs> Eclairs. Eclairs. You and your what was the other one? You had something with a JJ's oh, it was, uh, jelly. Well, Tommy Tuberville's Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. Tyler loves alliteration yeah. and company names. These are these are million dollar ideas. Yeah. Very very true. Billion maybe. I like LSU here, man. Okay. I think they run away with this one. I was actually going to take Oklahoma until the suspensions. Yeah, that's you know, right. We had, the, a, I think, three or four players. Very important. Just players came out for, for smoking the reefer. Fucking weed. Are yeah. you kidding well, me? Well, it is Oklahoma. And, and what's interesting, it's not the team. Those were NCAA tests. So stupid. Because, look, I think a lot of people know that there's, there's for every guy that you hear about that gets popped uh, you know, for testing positive for marijuana, there's probably three dozen guys that the team test positive for them and don't reprimand them. A lot of teams have like a three strike rule the first time no one knows about it. This was actually an NCAA test. And so not only are they out for this, they're out for six games going into next year. Those guys aren't going to play in the Texas game next year, I don't think. So that's a big one. And I, I believe it's a starting defensive end. Leading and, the team in sacks. He's yep, got six and a half that's on the a big air, one. So because of those injuries, I, uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, – LSU. Go Tigers. Um, Tigers. All right. Well, fair enough. Last but not least. Uh-oh. I think we're going to get something juicy the here. The Fiesta yeah, Bowl. We're going to get this juicy. This Phoenix. We got Clemson versus Ohio State. Clemson, a two-and-a-half point favorite here. Gosh. Tyler, I was so torn when I'm thinking about this game. I'm really torn because, as you know, we've both been on Ohio State all year long. I've been on Ohio State all year long. They've been one of the best teams against the spread. They've been one of the best teams period. And Clemson, meanwhile, they're like this sleeping giant. They haven't played anyone really. They've never been tested. So we almost don't even know how good they are. And what I... The the main factor in this game, I just saw a report today about 
Justin Fields, and, and obviously his knee was clearly limiting him in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin. He injured his knee during the Wisconsin, or the Michigan game, excuse me, and he just came out today and said his knee is not where he wants to be. It's probably 80 to 85% healthy. He's going to be playing with a brace on. If he's healthy, I think I would have to take Ohio State plus the points here uh, just because Ohio State hasn't been an underdog all year until now. And it, it's, wow. it's shocking. I can't believe this. I truly You're think s- that we haven't even seen Clemson scratch the surface of how good they are. Uh, You're so soft. It's, this isn't a Michigan fan hating on Ohio State thing because I've been betting Ohio State all year long. They've made me money. They've made a lot of people money. If, if Justin Fields was healthy, I'd be taking Ohio State here. But because of that reason, I really think Clemson and Ohio State are very similar talent-wise. I think Clemson can hang with them. And I think that ultimately you're going to see Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. You're going to see these guys have a good game. I think the Clemson defense can – can. I think Brett Venables especially will have a great game plan for Justin Fields and this offense. I'm taking Clemson. One note here, Jeff Scott, who is the co-offensive coordinator for Clemson, he left to take the job at South Florida. And at first the initial reports was he was going to stay through the playoff run, but now he's not. He's gone. And Ohio State has similar things. Jeff Halfley – one of their co-defensive coordinators is taking the job at Boston College. He, however, is staying at Ohio State through the playoff run, so he will be there. Even still, you have to imagine both of those guys are going to be busy doing other, or, or Jeff Halfley at least will be busy doing other stuff. So I am taking Clemson here minus two and a half. We got a bet board game, Tyler. No, no? I'm, I'm so disappointed. You I, wanted me to take Ohio State. I thought this would be one of the few games we had against each other, no. and I was actually so excited for it because I thought that you were going to be. And this is simple to me. I can't this do it is, with the knee. This is. But even and you know what that's that was not even a huge part of my handicap and you're right Justin Fields limited is a big issue. I wonder how much of that is showmanship. Yeah, he might just be baiting people and really he's pretty okay. Yeah, uh, but this this one to me, I think both teams are washes. I think you can't give Ohio State an upgrade, but you also can't give Clemson an upgrade. I'm not about to say Clemson is better than Ohio State at anything right now. And I'm about to, I'm so not, then why aren't you taking Ohio State with the points? Dabo Sweeney. Oh, okay. All comes down to the coaches. He's been there. This is Ryan Day's first shot, first trip. Sure. I think Ryan Day is a future great in this sport, but this is first time. He's never been and there. And you got to yeah. take your bruises. Everyone does. So I think it's a rite of passage. I think that he's going to show up. I think his team's going to be ready, but I'm just taking Dabo Sweeney in this game. It's very simple for me. I'm not fading Dabo. All righty, that does it for the uh, College Football Weekly Playback. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, good luck this next week in these bowl games. want to take a minute and uh, let everyone know, if you are looking to purchase picks and to buy picks, uh, starting in, in January... Uh, good offer here from the Pick Management Sports Investing Services on PicksCity.com. It's only $10 for the month of January. So if you guys like to get picks from professionals, you like to maybe have access to a, a professional's portfolio, it's only 10 bucks for the entire month of January. I think you should check it out. Pick Management Sports Investing Services online at PickCity.com. All right, that does it for today's show. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you all have a happy and safe holiday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.